that you never know. I know it's Holy Ghost snot, but keep it to yourself. So if you could help us do that today, uh, we would appreciate it. Um, also, our giving, we do have a basket in the foyer if you'd like to give your tithe and your offering. I think we have one up here as well. Um, so at any time, um, unless while I'm preaching, some people pay attention. But any other time, you can come up and, you can come up and give. Uh, we also want to mention that children ages 2 to 6, we are going to have children's church for you today, kids' church. So if you would exit to my right, your left. All right, children's church. All right. That's more parents. That's more parents shouting than the kids. How many are thankful to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. I'm going to do my best to be quick today. Um, thank you, Pastor Phil, for this opportunity. Appreciate it. I told him before the service, I said, I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I think it'll be short. And I told him, I said, no matter how bad your sermon is, if it's short, people love it. People think it's great. So if I can be out of here in 15, 20 minutes, I may preach the worst sermon you've ever heard, but if it's short, you're going to think I did the best job. So that's what I'm aiming for today. If you turn with me to the Old Testament book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, I got a few verses to read, so just stick with me. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to start with verse number 1. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. And I'm going to jump to verse 13. And after this threat, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye, he began to prophesy. He said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves and stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. The Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korthites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise, everybody say praise, the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, and to say, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. By the help of the Lord, I want to preach to you this thought, the power, somebody say the power, of preemptive praise. 
of preemptive praise. Why don't we lift our hands, lift our voices to God, and just give him some praise? Come on, why don't you praise him like he's worthy? Why don't you praise him like he means something? Come on, let's give him some more praise. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise Him in the storm. Praise Him when you're sick. Praise Him when you're depressed and suicidal. Praise Him when your home is in shambles. Praise Him when your finances are not there. Praise Him when your car won't start. Praise Him when you're fired from your job. Praise Him when you lose a loved one. Come on, praise Him when something's not going your way. Let everything... If you've got breath in your lungs, if God brought you into this sanctuary, you ought to give him some praise. Come on, nobody's excluded. Nobody's left out. It doesn't mean where you're at in your life right now gets you out of it. Praise him because he's worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. We're in perilous times. Who'd have thought we'd ever look out in the congregation and see masks? It's normal now to walk through a grocery store, a gas station, and see masks if they're open. We're troubled on every side. We're perplexed. We're persecuted. We're cast down. But I'm tired. I'm weary of feeling sorrowful about our circumstances. I'm tired of constant mourning in the prayer room. Put a smile on your face. Get excited for once. I'm tired of the woe is me prayers. Nothing's going my way. The world is going crazy. Oh, God, how are we going to get out of this? You know why I'm tired of it? Because, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. In all these things, we're more than conquerors. So I wonder what would happen if the church started to act like it. If the church started to act like victors. And whether we feel like it or not, praise ye the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody jump with me. Somebody shout just a little bit. 
Thank you, Jesus. I'm getting some of you there. You're getting there. I see you sitting on the edge of your seat. You don't know whether or not to stand up yet. You don't know where I'm going. Well, this is it. There's power in preemptive praise. There's power in preemptive praise. That means there's power in praising first. There's power in praising before you get your blessing. There's power in praising before you get your healing. There's power in praising before you get the answer you've been searching for. In the beginning of 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, he received a terrible word. He received word that a great multitude had gathered themselves together against the kingdom. Now Jehoshaphat, in this instance, he's in a precarious spot. He had just recently turned back to the Lord after making the mistake of an alliance with the evil king Ahab. It's interesting, after you make your decision to turn from these wicked things, to come back to the Lord, all of a sudden the enemy takes notice and comes after you. So if the enemy is against you right now, you're in the right place. You made the right decision. So Jehoshaphat, he's, he's recently turned back to the Lord. He's, he's making things right. And all of a sudden he gets this awful report. He gets this terrible, this terrible news. A multitude has gathered themselves together. Now, this was no small threat. This was not something that he could handle. Judah, in their current state, would not be able to withstand this attack. There was no way that they could do it. They were at a weakened point. They were at a place, and this army was vast, the Amorites. This was a vast army that could, in a moment, just wipe Judah off the face of the earth. So Jehoshaphat, in a moment of desperation, he began to seek God, first by proclaiming a fast. He said, we've got to... Fast before the Lord, we've got to get rid of all these fleshly desires, every, every weight, every wicked thing, so that we can be in tune with the Spirit. We need direction from God. You know, that's what fasting, by the way, that's what that's about. Fasting is, is hearing God's voice above your voice. It's ridding yourself of the flesh so that you can get in tune with what God is planning, what God wants to do. So Jehoshaphat decided that the people needed to fast. So they begin to fast. They're cutting out food. They're cutting out TV. They're cutting out radio and, and, and books. They're cutting out all this stuff. And they're going to seek God. They're going to fast before the Lord. And in conjunction, in, in, in teaming up with the fast, Jehoshaphat decides to call an all-nighter prayer meeting. An all-night prayer meeting. We've had one of those recently, right? Some of y'all slept through it, but you were here. Praise God. So they call an all-night prayer meeting. They're going to fast. They, they got this army. The Amorites are coming against Judah. They're going to fast, and they're going to hear from God. They're going to, they're going to find out what God is going to do for them. So they come together. Jehoshaphat gets up before the congregation. He says, I, I know you're scared. I'm scared. I know there's no chance here. We, we don't stand a chance. Militarily, we can't do this. We can't stand up to the Amorites. But Jehoshaphat says, but Judah, if you'll fast and you'll pray with me, you know, maybe God will answer us. Maybe God will hear our cry. So they begin to pray. They get into this all-nighter. They come together. They're hungry. Their stomachs are growling. They've been fasting. They're praying. And then the Bible says all of a sudden, Jehoshaphat begins to speak to the Lord and of his greatness begins to look to the heavens and he says, you are God in heaven. You rule over all the kingdoms and there is no power and there is power in your hand. 
You are the God who drove out the inhabitants of this land and gave it to Abraham. If anything in this life comes against us, we will stand and in this temple and call out to you because your name has been placed here. And he says, now there stands a great multitude at our door, and we have no power to withstand them. But our eyes are upon you. So Jehoshaphat says, we have no way out of this fight. We have no way to win this situation. But God, you're powerful. God, your name is here. You brought us here. And so we're going to turn to you. We're going to look to you. There's an enemy just outside the door. We, we have no chance. We can't withstand them. But our eyes, our focus, our attention is on you. And then as Jehoshaphat began to pray, all of a sudden in the middle of this corporate prayer, something miraculous took place. The Spirit of the Lord came down and rested on a man in the congregation named Jehaziel. And he began to prophesy. He said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves and stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. The Lord will be with you. Now what a curious word this is. What an an odd prophecy this is. We've already established that there's a great multitude just outside the door that Judah cannot withstand. And the instruction from the Lord here is to go out to battle. Go out and face them knowing you can't win. Go out, he says exactly where they're at. He says, go out and face them. He says, but when you get there, stand still. Don't move. What a curious bit of instruction this is. Go out to the very thing that can destroy you. You'd think God would say, I'm going to give you supernatural strength. I'm going to come upon you and and give you the the power like you've never seen. Give you some sort of incredible Hulk power. You're just going to expand and you know, just get those big muscles and go fight. No, but God says just stand still. Don't move. Don't do anything. Now that goes against, that goes against human will. When we get into a situation, when we go through something, maybe you're not like me, but the first thing I do is try to assess the situation myself, try to figure it out, and try to fix it. Try to fix it. Try to think, what can I do to make this situation better? What can I do to win in this situation? But God doesn't want us to do that. God says, if you'll just trust me, if you'll just let go of all your self-control, if you'll just stand still, don't move. Any parents ever tell your kids that? Just stand still. That's what God's saying. Just go out there. Don't, don't question me. Just stand still. Just stand there and let me handle it. Jehoshaphat After this prophecy, bowed himself to the ground. The people followed him. Faith hit that place, and they all began to worship and to praise the Lord. They had got their answer. They had got their answer, an unconventional answer, but they got their answer. As they rose early the next morning for battle, Jehoshaphat stood and gave instruction to the people. He stood and began to number them, to to place them in regiments, and to file them out in, in certain ways. 
And he didn't hand them spears and arrows and swords, and he, he didn't give them bows, and he didn't give them plated honor, armor. But as they walked onto the battlefield, the Bible says that Jehoshaphat appointed singers and musicians. They got to battle, got to the front lines. Nobody had a sword. You would have thought Jehoshaphat would have said, hey, where's the, where's the, where's the swordsman? Where's the archer? But no, he said, where's the drummers? Where's the bass player? Where's the conga line? Where's Sister Leslie on the piano? Where's the singers? As he looked across that line, he said, I need the musicians. I need the praise singers. I need the praise team. And as they marched toward the invading armies, as they turned it over to the Lord, they began to lift their hands to praise God with a loud voice. They praised the Lord preemptively in advance. They praised Him before they saw any enemy fall. They praised Him before they saw any result. They walked onto the battlefield. They surrendered and put their trust in Him to win the battle. They began to sing, Praise the Lord for His mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord for His mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord for His mercy endureth forever. And the Bible says that God set an ambush for the multitude of the Amorites and the armies. And out of confusion, the Amorites turned on each other and began to mow each other down with swords. You know why? Because when you praise before you got your answer, that confuses the enemy. I'll tell you what I mean. If you come in here sick in your body, and you come up to the front like this. Oh, God. God, I'm so sick. It's just not working, God. God, fight my battles. Slay my enemies. God, touch sister so-and-so so over there. She's got a demon. Pray for her. God. The enemy, you know what he does? He goes, makes sense. Makes sense to me. That's what I'd be doing. But when you come in here sick, and you come in here pain in your body, when you come in here lost your job, the enemy gets confused. I don't understand what's going on here. I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on. When you begin to praise God preemptively, it confuses the enemy. It confuses the enemy. You want to bring confusion to the enemy's camp? Don't pray a woe is me prayer, but begin to praise God and advance for who he is. Don't worry about what's going on next to you. Don't worry about what happened out there. But his name has been placed here. He's worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the praise. Come on, somebody's getting it. Somebody understands. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Why don't you pick up a Timberland dance? Begin to praise God right now. Thank you, Jesus. Now, any strategist would tell you, any military strategist, if you went to the Pentagon today and you say, hey, I understand we're at we're at, at, at war. 
war is coming, but I got the answer. They say, okay, what intelligence you got? Give this to us. You go, well, they're going to think you're crazy. They're going to think you're nuts. They would look at this account in Scripture and they would say, though this is proof here that the Bible isn't true because they went into battle against a vast army and praise and worship and it's, that just doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. When Jehoshaphat walked onto the battlefield carrying that tambourine or whatever he had, there may have been some in the camp too that, that questioned it, said this doesn't look right, this doesn't make sense. They're not praying right. They're not praying right according to this situation. They're not worshiping right right now, according to the situation. Because I'm the professional and I understand how these things are handled. We are supposed to walk onto the battlefield in mourning with our swords, with our spears, waiting for impending death. I've kissed my family goodbye. I've written the children in the will. I'm not coming home tonight because, because death is at our door and, and this is how we die. This is the end. This is how it's supposed to be done. This is how we do it. This makes no sense. Right? That doesn't make any sense. When problems come, when we feel like we're coming under fire from every direction, the last thing, the last thing that we personally want to do is grab and dance with a tambourine. <clears throat> Maybe some of y'all do, but I don't. I don't like to come in here and dance and shout with a tambourine. But that's where the power is. That's where the power is, and that's the word for this church. That's the word for this people. That's where your power is. Your power is in your preemptive praise. Your power is in praising Him for who He is, not because of what you've received, not because of what you've received to this point, not because of how you feel, not because of how you, how you understand things to be in the moment. No, it doesn't matter how you feel. God is still worthy of the praise. God is still worthy of our praise. Our praise is not predicated on our feeling. That's not a prerequisite for how we worship and how we praise. It doesn't matter how you feel. God's still on His throne. God's still a healer. God is still worthy. God's still worthy of our praise. 2 Chronicles 20, 25 says, When Jehoshaphat and his people, after... The enemy had slaughtered themselves. They came to take away the spoil of them. And they found among them in abundance both riches with dead bodies, precious jewels, which they had stripped off for themselves. More, the Bible says, than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. There was so much. Some of you have lost some things. Some of you have lost some of your spoil. But if you'll grasp the concept of getting over yourself and praising God because He's worthy, then I'm here to tell you that you're going to take some stuff back. But first, before you do that, you've got to stop, stand still, and preemptively praise God. Stop wrestling. Stop wearying yourself. Praise Him for who He is and let God fight the battle. Judah collected three days' worth of spoils. So get ready to take some of your stuff back and then some stuff you didn't even know that you lost. Second Chronicles 20, 29 says, The fear of God was in all the kingdom of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. When all those in the surrounding areas, all the enemies that could have and would have moved in, 
when they heard about what God had done for Judah. The Bible says they knew exactly in that moment who they were, who their God was, and that they decided to just stay back. They decided to stay away. With the work that the Lord is ready to do in this church, in your life, in your home, the enemy is going to be afraid. Neighborhoods are going to be won. Family is coming back. Buildings will be built. I believe that and I speak it in faith. But first, you've got to learn to praise. First, you've got to let go with your grip and praise God for who He is. So Chronicles 20.30 says, So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet. Somebody say quiet. For his God gave him rest round about. There's some tired people here today. There's some tired people here today. There's some weary ministry leaders here today. But the Lord is telling us, if you'll just stand still and praise me. Let go of the sorrow. Let go of the frustration. Let go of the anger. There's victory coming through your preemptive praise. There's a season of rest and revival that will break out if you'll just stand still and praise me. The praise team, if you'll join me. We're in spiritual warfare. The Lord is coming soon and the devil knows it. So he's amped up his attacks on the church. I don't think I'd get any arguments here by saying that 2020 can just buy. Bye-bye. Can just leave. How many can't wait to see 2020 in your rearview mirror? Yes. But I believe what we're seeing in, in our churches and our nation in the physical is a direct result of what's happening in the supernatural, in the spirit. Anytime we see things like this happen in, a, in the physical realm, that means there's something equally, equally as dramatic happening in the spirit. So this is our indication. There is no doubt that we are in the end times. We are in the last days. If you're here this morning, if you've not repented of your sins, if you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of those sins, if you've not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues, time is running out. Time is running out. This could very well be your last service. This could be your last opportunity. So if you've not done that, I implore you, hear the call of the Lord. Feel the Spirit move upon you and answer that call. Answer that call. We don't have a lot of time left. The, the devil knows it. The devil understands this. So he's amped up his attacks. He's He's coming at the church with more fervor than he's ever had before. And we're seeing the effects of these attacks. Physically, mentally worn down. Frustrated. Frustrated and angry at the news. Angry at what's happening. Old temptations and sins are starting to pull saints away and starting to show their ugly faces during this time of shutdown when when. It's up to us. It's not up to the pastor. It's not up to our Sunday school teacher to kindle the flame in our relationship with God. But in the day that we live with everything going on, it's time for us to take up that mantle ourselves. So in the midst of all this, everything that's, everything that's in our face, everything within us is probably saying, do something about it. You're frustrated. 
frustration setting in, the voice of defeat already in your ear saying there's no use. This is all lost. The country's gone. This is terrible. This is bad. You know, just depression. In the midst of all this, if we can just lay down our arms for just a moment, if we can just let go of our depression, our frustration, our sorrowful spirit, if we can just realize that there's power in preemptive praise, there's power in letting go of all these frustrations, all these things, and just lifting our voice in praise. Just lifting our voice in praise and praising God for who He is. It doesn't matter what's going on, but who He is. There's spiritual precedent for this. I gave you one. But it's also Paul and Silas in chains. In the jail, no way out. But at midnight, at midnight, It's Joshua and the children of Israel marching around Jericho, and before there was one crack in the wall. It's Jonathan and his armor bearer going to the enemy's camp on a maybe, on just a whim. Maybe God will work four of us in destroying a garrison of Philistines with a. You see, there's a scriptural precedent for praising before we get the answer. There's scriptural examples. If we can just grasp the concept, if we can just understand that our answer is just a praise away. Our healing is just one single praise away. By praising Him for who He is, our faith is elevated. We've got to understand that God cannot move. Yeah, I said it. God can't move. We can prevent Him from moving if we're focused on our problems and the limitations of the situation. If you wonder why you haven't been healed yet, maybe you've been focusing too much on being sick. If you wonder why you can't get your breakthrough, maybe it's because you've been looking too much at your chains. Jesus himself had to leave Nazareth because the people didn't believe he could do anything. When Jesus was walking through Nazareth trying to heal, they said, isn't that the carpenter's son? Isn't that the guy who just used to work in his dad's shop and and sweep the floors? He can't do anything. When we focus on the surface limitations, when we focus on these things, God is put in a box. And he can't move. But if we begin to do like Psalm 34 and 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. The New Living Translation says this, Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. So I wonder if you look next to your neighbor and say, Hey, have you heard how great He is? Have you heard how powerful He is? Now, hey, did you hear what happened in the news today? But did you hear how God healed somebody over in Africa? Did you hear about the revival over in India? Did you hear about brother so-and-so who got healed? Let's stop focusing on our problem. Let's start focusing on our circumstance. And if we'll praise God preemptively, He'll bring healing. He'll bring miracles. He'll bring signs and wonders. Come on, your family's at stake. Our community's at stake. 
when we begin to magnify the Lord, all of a sudden our faith shifts from our circumstance. We begin to focus on Him. Come on, it's in this moment. It's when we're praising that God is freed up to do His best work. If you need something from the Lord, forget about your problem. Just begin to preemptively praise God for who He is. Come on, somebody praise the Lord. We're going to sing this part, can't stop praising his name, I just can't stop praising his name. I know we got social distance, well, let's do that. But where you're at in your seat, I wonder if you could just not look around, but just close your eyes, just begin to praise God where you're at while you sing that as loud as you can. Come on, we're not asking God for healing. We're not asking God for financial blessing. All we're doing is standing still in the middle of our problem and praising him for who he is. So where you're at as we sing this course, if you could just close your eyes, begin to dance with me, begin to sing that as loud as you can. Yes, I just can't stop praising his name, Jesus. Come on, let's praise him. Can't stop praising his name, I just can't stop praising his name, I just can't stop praising his name, Jesus. Turn back, no, 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 I won't turn back, made up my mind, I won't turn back. 
can't say it loud enough. I can't say it strong enough. I can't say it big enough. Lord, you're worthy. I can't say it loud enough. I can't say it strong enough. I can't say it big enough. Lord, you're worthy. I can't say it loud enough. I can't say it strong enough. I can't say it so worthy. No matter what you're going through. I can't say it strong enough. I can't say it. He's worthy. Let's lift up our voice. Come on, somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. going to happen. You don't, we, we can't guess. It seems like every day something terrible, something new happens. It's just how worse can it get? But we'll stop focusing on these things. Stop allowing it to infiltrate our spirit with fear, doubt, depression, and worry. But if we will just praise God for who He is preemptively before we see any result, then God is telling His people today, that your enemies are going to be destroyed. Everything that's come against your soul and tried to destroy you, everything that's tried to destroy this church, every outside force that's tried to infiltrate and destroy it, if we will just let go of our worry, let go of our fear, just begin to praise God in the beauty of holiness. Praise God for His mercy endureth forever. Praise God because He's a healer. Praise Him because He's a deliverer. Praise Him with a loud voice on the instruments and singing and praise. If we'll do that, then God will bring about a victory like we've never seen before. I hope I got the point across. I hope you understand it because I really feel it. I really feel like that's what God wants to do in these last days. Amen. I believe you're going to soon see a prayer answered you've been praying for. You're soon to get your healing. I, I really believe that. I really believe that. I wonder if one more time as we close we could just lift our hands to the Lord, just praise Him one more time for who He is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
What a great God we serve. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you for coming. We pray that you're all safe throughout this week. As we exit, if we could continue the social distancing. And um, I don't know, do we have bread here today? We have bread. If you'd like to take some Panera, it's to my right, to your left. And uh, take it home. Let it be a witness. Let it be a witness to your stomach, but also let it be a witness to your neighbors as well. God bless you.